0: Welcome back to Bon Voyage, everybody. I'm Rob. I'm Adam. And we have a guest again today, a new guest. Why don't you introduce him, Adam?
1: Well, this is the wonderful Billy. <laughs> Hi, my name is Billy.
0: From the other side of the country. Yes. yes. Thank you for joining us. Uh, have, I meant to ask you this before, but it makes more sense here. Have you been listening along at all?
2: I've done it in little spurts. and Dabbled.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering if you had any idea what you're getting into here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, I, I've experienced this funny thing where I will get a certain length into an episode, and well, I guess I should have just been doing it from the beginning, is like watching the movie after the intro. But okay. But for mm. some of them, I was like, oh, I'm just going to listen through, and then I would get to a point with what you're talking about and realize, like, no, I just, I really just am now craving... And right, right. seeing this movie and, and, and getting it.
0: Yeah, I have wondered how important it is to have recently seen whatever movie we're talking about for that episode. Like I, I've listened to podcasts before, not just about James Bond, but other, uh, other film podcasts, and it does help a lot if you've seen the movie quite recently.
2: It's funny how your memory distorts it, though, or at least yeah. mine does, because some things will really stick out and there'll be whole plot points that i have forgotten or misremembered
0: we're i don't know if we're always landing it but this is why we started doing the summary thing so at least people can uh and adam we talked about that in mm-hmm. uh, earlier this week we're gonna try to do the summaries and since you're gonna try to do it this week uh don't stress too much about it like keep it brief and like like what the back of the dvd or the vhs would say like we've it, it's tempting uh to just kind of review and go scene for scene and like anybody who's been listening for a while and hear me try to do a summary i just go on and on <laughs> and on it's damn near impossible although i don't know if it's any easier to just uh try to do a story summary but anyway we'll, we'll see what happens
2: yeah <laughs> i nervous about doing the summary um
0: <laughs> if you're but, re- we're only yeah. having fun here if it's at all yeah, nerve-wracking, try, try not to worry about it <laughs> yeah. i know i when i have to do the summary
1: i also worry about it and i take like too many notes but me too uh yeah, don't don't stress about it.
0: Definitely don't stress about it. We can always fill in the gaps, and if it's way off, that's even funnier. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, you you say you had some memories of the movies. So, what's your uh, Bond history? Have you been a fan for a while? How many of these have you seen? I, I'm pretty sure I've seen all
2: of the Connery Bond films. Nice. Um, that,
1: that's a first,
0: I think. Maybe your dad did Adam, but.
1: My dad saw all of
2: them. Yeah, yeah, you know,
0: that's right. Care. He's seen them all.
2: I remember. Yeah, um, I think I would have been fourteen, and my dad decided, like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna make a big attempt to get through uh, the 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 Bond movies that are out. Um,
0: what a great dad!
2: But it, it was. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I I think there was like a movie marathon on, and uh, we. This was like when we first had. DVR, so we were able oh, to nice. just we pretty much had it recording for a whole week, um, and I and 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 then we would, yeah, we'd sometimes st- start them, and pick them back up. It it is yeah. such a blur for me, but I remember a lot of Sean Connery, um, being weirded out by Piers Brosnan. Fair. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: They're very different.
2: Yeah, I I was realizing. The one that we're going to be watching today is 10 years older than me, and I mean, I guess most of them are <laughs> yeah. quite a bit older than me, but I don't know how far back in time I've gone by release date.
0: Right. Well, if you've seen the Connerys, those were the first few. Oh, so Connery was 60s, then Raji was 70s, part of the 80s, and then, well, with one George Lazenby there at the end of the 60s. But Connery was the first, and then there was one Lazenby, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, now Craig.
2: I don't know why the Roger Moore and Timothy Dalton ones seem older to me. <laughs>
1: That's funny. But they're cheesier, kind of.
0: Yeah, they're. It it is surprising content-wise, and yeah, the campiness. And he he's much older. It could be that Roger Moore just looks so old. So oh, you could yeah, have thought they yeah. were older. Uh, yeah, where Sean Connery
2: has the same like has always looked the same age to me. Kind of like
0: <laughs> that. That's funny because uh, there's like James Bond Sean Connery, and then there's The Rock Sean Connery, where he's full white with the beard. And those two are different people in my mind, because I like I loved The Rock as a kid and The Last Crusade where he plays Indiana Jones' dad. Oh, like yeah. that that character is different to me than James Bond and Dr. Nell or whatever.
2: I think I must just have a certain place in my in my head that is reserved for Sean Connery and it all yeah, blurs together.
0: Totally fair. <laughs> so uh if somebody on the street just randomly said, Who's James Bond to you, you would say Sean Connery? Um, Not Daniel Craig.
2: I don't. I don't think I would. I think I would reference the fact that it's currently, or like our contemporary Bond is Daniel Craig. Um, mm. I remember reading some of the weirdness online when he was first announced. Uh, people being upset about him being blonde.
0: Yeah, they weren't excited.
2: Um, and I didn't <laughs> understand it. I don't think I, I. I hadn't been so swept up into the vision well i don't know the specifics of bond as a man i just like understood the the archetype of like secret agent suave
0: right see there were it wasn't just the image there were a few other contenders that people were really excited about that didn't get it and uh the announcement was really awkward he came up the thames in a boat and he was wearing a really awkward Life jacket and his long, like kind of longish blonde hair was blown in the wind. And he's kind of known for not doing really well at press conferences. He didn't come off great, so there was <laughs> that, a lot that of that doesn't
2: seem very suave and Bond-like, I guess.
0: No. Exactly. Well, three frames into Casino Royale, everybody mm. admitted they were wrong and yeah. hopped on board. So,
2: do you know if there were similar? If there was a similar reaction every time a different actor took it on?
0: Uh, a little bit with Roger Moore even though everybody embraced him and was accepting of it the movies just didn't do as well his first couple uh mm-hmm. with Brosnan they were all very excited like he was supposed to be Bond instead of Timothy Dalton but a commitment to another show uh stopped prohibited him from being able to take it on Timothy Dalton they didn't like too much he was too he's like what Daniel Craig's doing now he was ahead of his time he's a little bit too I don't know, rough same kind of thing too it wasn't serious. great in the press yeah he's a little too serious so it's been a mix they loved Connery obviously they mostly love Roger Moore they were really excited about Brosnan especially early his movies got panned hard but like the fandom loves Pierce Brosnan by and large hmm. in my experience and Roger Moore we've been talking we've been going through these Roger Moore ones and I it's funny that he's one of my least favorites, but it's the ones that I turn on the most, like on a Saturday afternoon while I'm doing other things. It's Roger Moore's background bond. Sean Connery and Daniel Craig, I'm going to sit oh, yeah. down and watch this movie.
2: When you want to watch mm. them be bond. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So have you seen this one? Might as well ask um, that.
2: So I, before we sat down, I watched the trailer. Um, We haven't
0: haven't done that yet. It could be interesting.
2: Uh, I think there were like three times over the course of three, at least three times over the course of three minutes where they said, this is James Bond at an all time high.
0: That's the name of the song. Oh, this... Okay.
2: I I was wondering what I like they're really plugging oh, something okay. there. There were uh, there were a couple of planes. Looks like all kinds of modes of transportation, but I was like, "Whoa, what's up with they're this All Time really High?" Are. That doesn't sound anything like an octopus.
0: I guess they couldn't get uh <laughs> yeah, they couldn't get any famous singer at the time to make a song called Octopussy. <laughs> so they went with All Time High. Rita Coolidge, I think, does the song.
2: I I must have I must have seen this in that movie marathon right? Um, selection that we did because one thing in the trailer that really stuck out as something I remembered was an amazing robe with an octopus on it and yeah. I remember when I was 14 wanting that robe or wanting like a cool <laughs> robe like awesome. that mm, um, and watching the trailer I yep I, I my opinion it hasn't changed I would love a, a beautiful octopus robe
0: I'm sure you can the find fu- it.
1: <laughs> funny thing. We've talked about this movie a bunch, like, and I never thought about an octopus.
0: Oh, really? Like, the whole
1: time. I, you just hear you pussy. <laughs> I guess like eight of them at least.
0: Yeah. Eight vaginas yeah. or a wimpy octopus.
1: <laughs> that's, that's right. That's your joke. That's my, right?
0: Yeah. That's what I thought the other day.
2: Well, uh, or like, I was wondering if there could be cats.
0: Right. Well, what do you the, think? It did, yeah. Have I told you what it's a reference to, Adam?
1: No, no, I've been waiting to find out.
0: What's a guess? Give me a guess, guys.
1: It's the name of the girl, right? Oh. Maybe you told me that.
0: Yeah, yeah, There you go. I did tell you. <laughs>
2: okay. I thought it would be like, you, there's like a cat of nine tails, is a whip, so maybe if you've got one less, it's a, it's an octopus. It's like a
1: cat on its last life or something. It's
0: the nickname of a character that was given to her by her father. <laughs> that makes it even worse. <laughs> But again, I don't know. It's like Pussy Galore. Did they – I don't know if Pussy was Pussy back then. (laughs) I mean as blatantly as it is now. I mean this was 83. Mm -hmm. Uh, You would think it was, but like how would they get away with it? This is a big Hollywood movie. Just like this would have been on every marquee in the country. What's the
1: rating on this? It's PG? PG, yeah, you can't. PG you couldn't
0: say "pussy" in a PG movie today, but they say mm-hmm. "octopusy" a bunch in this movie. <laughs> I'm so tempted to keep a tally. <laughs> <laughs> you should. I was going to ask you something else. Oh yeah, I asked you your Bond history. Yeah. Adam may have hinted at this a little bit. Do you have a <laughs> podcast history? Podcast history? Yeah. Have you done any podcasts, <laughs> been on any, or maybe started a really amazing, interesting idea that we haven't heard yet because oh. you're sitting on it?
2: <laughs> oh,
1: oh no. Yeah, Billy.
0: Because <laughs> um. maybe you shouldn't say it because it's a million-dollar idea and somebody might listen and steal it. I really think you should re- uh, release this.
2: Um, I, I've got to say, unfortunately, the laptop that I'm using right now replaced a laptop that I had with 17 or 18 episodes of a podcast that I recorded and didn't release, I think, three years ago. There's a podcast Adam and I listen to called Unmade where they suggest different ridiculous podcast ideas and then they just imagine how someone could or couldn't do that. And one of the ideas was um, the... Groundhog Day podcast um, which would be all about the movie Groundhog Day um, which is uh, an iconic time loop movie Mm -hmm. Um, and the idea was that every episode of that podcast would be like a new loop Um,
0: You watch it again and pretend you haven't seen it so just do a whole new podcast
2: Yeah,
0: so I love it. Yeah.
2: So in <laughs> 2017, I think, um, yeah, I decided I, when that new year hit, I was like, why don't I watch this movie every morning, right when I wake <laughs> up, and then record an episode, and then start my day as usual, because I thought like, oh, I probably. D- I don't need the two hour. I could wake up two hours early every morning and (laughs) and not... And it wouldn't be a huge change in my my life. But starting your day, just like turning on a movie and getting sucked into a time loop world, it did have a weird psychological effect on me.
0: I I was worried about you. (laughs) Yeah, you'd have to set out, like, do it 10 days in a row or something. Like, I... As you've listened to or we will find out Like I'm a huge Bond fan But even watching one of these a week can get hard Watching Groundhog Day, the same movie Day after day I love that movie, but I don't know about that But I love this idea
2: When you're watching it that often You, I mean you Start to mouth the words To what they're saying It
0: would get harder and harder each day to pretend that you hadn't seen it
2: Yes So I I had swept it up In the idea that Every episode was like my first time trying to make a a movie review podcast. But then every episode was just Groundhog Day.
0: I might add a suggestion. You do one... (laughs) You should have a co-host like what Adam and I are doing. One of you knows and like is sick of it, like Bill Murray's character, <laughs> and is slowly going insane. And the other one is like, "Oh, hey, Groundhog Day! What a great movie! And here's why." So every day you're That's starting. Not a
1: bad idea.
0: Every day is the intro episode, the first episode for you or whoever, and hmm. then your co-host is the Bill Murray character. It's like this isn't our first episode. This is the fifth episode. <laughs> this is the fifth time we've watched the movie. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea. There's a, I was telling Adam about this uh, podcast. I haven't listened to. It. I listened to a couple. I, I can't listen to the whole thing, where they do one minute of the Teenage Mutant. No, sorry, of the Super Mario Brothers movie, the live action movie from like 1990. Yeah, Maybe with w- John Leguizamo. Yeah, and Dennis Hopper. And I always forget who played Mario. Anyway, they watch one minute of it and then do a podcast about that one minute, starting that- like with the titles all the way through the credits, one minute at a time. And it's yeah, like. That-
2: that's a whole genre of podcast that I was surprised by when I heard it existed, and then suddenly, I the, a, a, there was a, any movie you could think of or yeah. any TV show even um, seems to have this following, and and I haven't I haven't sought any of them out because I don't under
0: I
1: don't understand it.
0: <laughs> well, it makes me feel better <laughs> knowing they're out there because of how niche this one is, but it's not even that bad. So yeah. That's you were like, saying
1: there's another bond podcast where they take a few episodes for like per movie? Oh
0: my god, yeah, there's one. There's like three or four episodes and they're 2 to 3 hours each about one movie. <laughs> I mean, I could come back around and do all the movies again and produce another hour, hour and a half each, but sitting straight talking, I mean, you'd have mm-hmm. to know so much more than I know. And there's like five like five of them and most of them I think are like industry people. So they know all, they talk about the stunt team and they talk about the lighting team. They, they break it right down. So I just don't know enough about it. I'm just a geek. (laughs) Anyway, plug our, uh, plug our things out. Oh yeah. Uh, follow
1: us on at 007 Bon Voyage on Instagram and Twitter. Email us at, uh, 007 Bon Voyage at gmail.com uh complain at us give us (laughs) feedback uh
0: suggestions i don't know anything
1: suggestions if you have questions we can answer them for you
0: which is starting uh, it'll be easier now like we're when we first started this we recorded like what six and released them once a week we've caught up Mm -hmm. now we're having like a one week turnaround so what you're hearing today was recorded eight days ago
1: And that's right. We also changed our upload schedule. So we used to release on Fridays, but now it's going to be Tuesdays as of last week. So by the time you're hearing this, you'll already, this will be the second
0: episode on Tuesday, but
1: we're going to say it on here in case you're confused.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is a work in progress. (laughs) All right. All time. High Octopussy. It's so funny. I've been complaining about this one, like, or making fun of it, referencing it so much. And I'm so excited. Yeah. It, lo- it looks. It looked. It was a fun trailer. I think like, that's that's
2: one thing when it comes to the drama about oh, who's playing uh, Bond or the press stuff. I, I've never I've never gotten swept up into that. But anytime I've sat down at a to watch a, a Bond movie, I've just like let it wash over me. I've been like, that's oh, the way I, to do it's it. an it's an experience. I'm gonna experience it. And this one seems. Like it's gonna go places.
0: Yeah, and it does, and it's so much fun, and I can admit that. the The thing that bugs me in the fan universe are people who. Did you see Spectre? Dangle Craig's most recent. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, with uh, yes. Yeah. I did. With
0: Christoph Waltz, and anyway, mm-hmm. people love to like hate it, like really trash on it, while really defending the likes of this. Like, can't we? They. Some are silly. Some are good. I just don't get how you can – or like Moonraker with the pigeon double take. Like that's fine. Oh, it's a Roger Moore movie. It fits. I don't know. Maybe it's because Spectre is just too recent and there's like the nostalgia factor with these old ones. So I I think I dislike this one more because of how much love it gets from people who hate other ones. So I just don't get it. Do do you know what I mean? Is that a bit of a –
2: that's a complicated web, but uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I do that <laughs> back and forth.
1: And very <laughs> contrived.
0: Yes. I think I like it more than I uh, allow myself to. I find myself yeah. turning it on a lot. Anyway, all that to say, I'm pretty excited.
1: <laughs> all I know is Bond goes to the circus. That's all. That's all. And Octopussy is a person.
0: He really does. And yes, she is.
1: <laughs>
0: all right. Well, all right. let's
1: go watch this movie and we'll be back. Talk to you soon. sing
0: Again, like I've been saying every week since we've been doing these remote, like we uh, we come back and say hello. It is really hard. Like Adam and I have been talking for like five minutes here and managed to not say anything about the movie. And then as soon as you come back, I want to talk about yes. it. It's, it's pretty not hard. hard. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's,
2: I, it's the same feeling of, uh, I, I don't know the last time i walked out of a movie theater, but I, it's exactly that same feeling of like, getting set, getting out of the darkness and then just wanting to rehash it and go back
0: into it oh yeah, man that's yeah. fun i miss that feeling what was the last movie you saw in the theater um, mm. i did manage to see tenet oh did you nice. um
2: yeah in the fall things weren't so hectic well they were still kind of hectic here but
0: i have a sort of bond connection mine was knives out
2: mm, dang, okay. oh yeah very nice Detective Craig. I'm
1: trying to. Mine was probably like Parasite. Oh, yeah.
0: I saw that like just a couple months before, maybe even just a month before Knives Out. Yeah. And I saw, I was going to say it was Silence of the Lambs down at the at Park Lane. They play old movies once a month. And I saw Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs February 2020. Yeah. yeah, I think
1: I saw Parasite like February 20. 20- it's either Parasite or like uh, The Lighthouse. Right.
0: Anyway, you were asking about, well, maybe we should say, ha- how are you feeling? Did you guys enjoy it? Are you bored? Are you just waking up? Are you disgusted? Happy? What's up? That was hilarious. <laughs> That's good.
1: I feel the same. I... I loved it. Honestly,
0: uh, I man, that's funny. When I was watching, I was like, I think like right from the pre-title sequence all through, I'm like, I think Adam's gonna actually love this one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're
1: right. I did.
2: Yeah. With them it's a it's a movie that so much of it is based around something called Octopussy's Circus, and that <laughs> that that, <laughs> that lets you know exactly what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. No kidding, but. Uh, before we get into it, you were asking about uh, what was what were we talking about before we started recording? Oh, violence, because there is like random serious violence in this otherwise really silly movie, like mm. one of the most graphic headshots. Yeah, I, think, I was going to en- say that yeah, too. Oh my
1: gosh! Yeah. And
0: like a few really bad knife kills. Uh, in, yeah, and like I said, in an otherwise entirely silly movie,
2: there there were some there were some um, acts of violence or straight up kills that d- like were discreet, and they would cut to birds flying out of a tree.
1: That's right. Because right, something right.
2: violent happened, but that th- which is why I think that headshot caught me so off guard because you just yes. you just see the guy.
0: Super close up. Yeah, yeah. And he's like shocked. Oh, like, huh, I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shocking.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. The, um, uh, as soon as the, as soon as the end credits came on, I heard the song, I, I listened to the lyrics of the theme. Um, and it just said, all I wanted was a sweet distraction for an hour or two. And, <sighs> Is that oh, the movie? That's, that's what I got. I got a, I got a sweet distraction for an hour or two. Well, two, two hours.
0: We don't get too uh, personal in this podcast or like personal or talk about politics or anything like that too often. But yeah, this theme song has definitely through once or twice in my life. Uh, I, I can relate to it. <laughs> hmm. all, all I wanted was a sweet distraction for an hour or two and then what ends up happening. But I know you were just making a joke. Uh, that that's this movie but it can also yeah there's a lot of weight to the song
2: <laughs> totally i i find it yeah. funny how how many of the the like how cheesy you could think of a lot of the ballads that end up being bond themes but at the core of uh, of a cheesy like love ballad um well, there's there's just like real emotion there which is nice
0: yeah i didn't realize that i've since like i listened to the bond songs once in a while on a saturday doing dishes or doing chores or whatever i'll put on the playlist and i like this one in that context and i've never liked it watching the movie but i did this time because maybe i've listened to it a bunch since then or whatever or because Mm -hmm. i relate to it more now but yeah that song combined with the uh the imagery behind it like the title sequence is really good Mm-hmm.
1: I the only note I took for the song this time was like it's not for me and I doesn't feel like <laughs> it's really a Bond song
0: either. I, I felt like that with the Moonraker one and you kind of liked it there. It's a little mm. slow like this one and the Moonraker one like it doesn't fit the bonkers a movie like country
1: vibe or something like there was some folksiness to it. Mm-hmm. Here at all
0: time high. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, like a, some
1: slide guitar, some kind of like that aesthetic, and
0: it yeah, just if doesn't it, scream if it had a, it. Yeah, if it had a bit more of a western feel to it, you could totally see it at some, you know, barnyard hoedown. <laughs> this is the slow yeah. song where we all dance with her. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. the lyrics are pretty. Art. I mean, I don't know. It is a little cheesy and all that, but I I like it quite a bit.
2: The only thing I'll say about. Watching the opening, or like watching the silhouette of the dancing as the song plays over the op- uh, opening credits, is there was a lot of lasers. There were like yeah, there were this, this laser dude silhouette, and then a laser. gun and a laser octopus uh, that would be on hands and body parts and so i was like oh i guess there are going to be some laser weapons in this in this
0: installment (laughs) but oh it's just the 80s (laughs) it's just the 80s and we like lasers (laughs) there were there were all kinds of weapons though yeah that's true that's true Shoot, what was I going to say? Yeah, it's a weird title sequence for that because there's a ton of silhouettes, weird, like you said, lasers, but then just straight up long shots or still shots of just women. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not silhouetted, barely even – they're not cloudy. It's just them. It's just actresses laying there or whatever. And then a gun
2: comes into frame and she kind of looks – Looks at it it and it's shooting out the credits. Yeah, and then (laughs) –
0: yeah it's weird because often it's either animated or fully silhouetted but yeah this one's just a straight up actress looking at you that one woman who looks down at her chest and then it freezes for like yeah. three seconds <laughs> so that's a weird title sequence it's how are you guys watching it on i know you're watching it on crave adam yeah i'm a
2: big proponent of renting r- renting movies on youtube so that was my, nice nice There's was my go
0: it's really funny watching these remastered ones from the last. Like I've got the Blu Ray set versus the VHS or like when you originally saw it in the theater. Like the uh, the scandalous, skintily clad women in the pre title sequences used to be a lot more. Uh, what's the word? They're a lot more hidden, but they didn't foresee 4K. Like it, they're, they're straight up <laughs> naked women running around, yeah. and you yeah, can a lot, fully. A lot of a lot of nipples. Yeah. You, like on my VHS collection, you could not see the nipples. And now you fully can. It's hilarious. And the comment you made earlier about like, it's P, did you say PG? Yeah.
2: Which, which <laughs> we were weirded out by just with just how with much. Title. It, yeah, yeah. With the title. But then ton, like that headshot seems like it doesn't make sense in a PG thing.
0: Yeah. And,
2: uh, and all of the nipples, but
0: yeah. And Octopussy getting out of the pool completely naked.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that from a distance. more nudity than we um, normally
0: get in a Bond movie. You get like a few Mm. nip slips here and there, but that's, yeah, straight up. But again, that would have been out of focus. Now everything, in every, uh, what do they call it? Each dimension or whatever, the foreground, background, middle ground, it's all pretty well in focus in 4K. So you used to not be able to see that. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It was just like kind of a blurred, clearly naked woman in the background. Now it's fully formed
2: now it's a clear clearly naked <laughs>
0: yeah <one. laughs> yeah the headshot thing uh it's still it looks violent because you can see the bullet hole like you don't get that in like marvel movies these days but the the rule i'm pretty sure is you can't in the same frame you can't see the person who fires the gun hit a person without it going up to like pg3 or rated r like huh. you'll always see someone shoot a gun And then it'll cut to the person getting shot and there's no blood. They just fall over. Mm. The blood will be shown the next cut. They then have to stop that frame. And then it's a new frame. And they're like, you know, there's shitty blood special effects on them. But if you like, if you're in one frame and somebody pulls a trigger on a guy and like, you know, blood spatter goes or something, that'll be rated R. But as long as you cut it in a certain way, you can work around the ratings laws. So this one must've stayed within the grounds. Mm. Uh, License to Kill is the one that almost got an R rating because of how much blood and guts and violence there is in it.
2: Mm.
0: Lots of fire and blood.
2: <laughs> and I guess they didn't edit around it.
0: No, not much. Yeah, it was, it was a close call. People didn't like it for that. But yeah, the, at least that movie, it's kind of consistent throughout. That headshot was really jarring. <laughs> Yeah. Especially since is that right after No, that was before he put on the stupid gorilla outfit.
1: But not not long before.
0: <laughs> not long before, no.
2: Any any of the circus themed kills? Uh <laughs> Are they even kills? You just get just bonking someone over the head with a giant cannon. I, I think He was it, dead.
0: The brother was pretty pissed off.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. <laughs> Uh, Like all of that silly violence is fun to handle. I I
1: thought it was really funny that that knife throwing brother, like it was like, he didn't know how to hit him. Right. So,
0: cause he only knows how to hit the edges of (laughs) him. That's hilarious. Yeah. I've trained my whole life to not actually wound anybody, but I can get your shirt. (laughs) Yeah. I could tear holes in your shirt for sure. (laughs) Um, Oh man. What did you think of, this might be one of the last movies I'm trying to think of the pre-title sequence for the next one, uh, like from the original re- release, not our chronology. This might be the last one where there's a pre-title sequence that has nothing to do with the movie. He's just on a different mission down in Cuba. has nothing I, to do I was wondering with the whole
2: time how it would tie in.
0: Um, well, they used to not. It used to – like the formula of a Bond movie, uh, like in Sean Connery's era or whatever and much of Roger Moore's, uh, he's on a different mission – and accomplishes it, and then there's the title sequence, and then you get into the actual movie, and M gives him a mission, and away we go. But then, like the Pierce Brosnan era, Craig era, and a few of the Roger Moore movies, the Dalton movies, they they all tie together. Like the pre-title sequence is more of an introduction rather than just a hey, here's what Bond's been up to, just a wet your mm-hmm. appetite kind of thing for the movie. But this one, yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with it. There, there
2: was a it bookended things really nicely because. It starts off at an event with horses for some reason and a military base and a military base and at the in the final chase at the end of the movie they are like make sure the horses are saddled up and then they go oh, yeah. off and chase them and then they end up on a plane in both of those scenarios mm. and it, 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 there th- there was something that did tie them together like, it, like it mirrored it, yeah, for me. Totally. But, it's
0: a very good point. That horse at the end when he's chasing the plane down was much more real than the horse that was in that horse yes. wagon at
2: the start. Yeah. I, I, I did write down, <laughs> like, because as soon as you, the first thing, right from the beginning, the first shot where you see Bond, he's just pulling up to this equestrian event with the trailer and a weird-looking tail sticking out of it. A a
0: transparently fake horse.
2: (laughs) But but there's almost like a promise of Bond riding a horse. Like, someone shows up with a horse, you kind of expect to see them ride a horse. And so I liked that you did get that at the end.
0: Delivered. Right, right. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of a tease. You expect that, but you're gonna get a lot more than that. This horse's ass is just gonna peel in two and we're gonna get a weird little mini plane. Yeah. there's some satisfaction there that you're not like, Oh man, who's in charge of the props department. That is a terrible fake horse. Oh good. It's meant to be a fake horse.
2: Yeah. The props department must've been, they, they, they had their work cut out for them.
0: That wasn't kidding.
2: That was, there was another fake animal mode of transportation in the alligator boat that opens up a couple of ways. You can peer through the mouth or you can just (laughs) crawl out the back.
0: Uh it's so hard to rank like the most egregious moments in this movie. But yeah, that alligator. I want those. That's
1: freaking amazing. Man. <laughs> it's the best gadget yet.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Gator suit. Uh,
0: well, I wanted to, before we go away from the pre-title, do you think that the plane was always a plan B to blow up whatever he, like He's his mission there was clearly to blow up that, because uh, he had he, the C4 and then that failed so he got in the plane was that meant to be his escape and just by happenstance he ends up flying back when the missile's chasing him and blows it up or uh, was I, that I feel pl- like it was
1: just his escape yeah for sure yeah, and then he improvised I I got the feeling
2: that he like he didn't seem to care that he got caught um, that's, that's Raji that's man and driven away <laughs> that was just so like well I guess you found me <laughs> Yes,
0: so. Yeah, like, that's oh, wrong.
2: You're like, you've got my... We've got the same name. What are the odds when the
0: guy who he's dressed as apprehends uh,
2: Toro. him? Toro. <laughs> Toro.
0: What a load yeah. of bull. What a load of bull, exactly. Do you guys watch uh, Doctor Who at all?
1: Not really. No.
0: Roger Moore's Bond is a little bit like him, like never really faced. He's just... You know, always along for the ride. Always super confident. Mm-hmm. We'll get out of this like completely cornered. It looks like we're all going to be killed. All of humanity might die. And he's always smiling like, eh, no worries. It'll work out. It always does.
1: Rolling with the punches.
0: Yeah, that's definitely Raji. Actually, shit, Roger Moore would have been a good doctor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, at the very end of the pre-title sequence, he gives the best or one of the best quips which was, you know, fill her up, please, when he shows up (laughs) with the little plane at the
0: gas station.
1: And that really set the tone going forward.
0: He has so many in this one. And, yeah, all right. How do you feel about Raji this time around, Adam?
1: Before we get to that, we should actually do the summary. (laughs) We didn't do the summary. Oh, yeah,
0: shit. All right, because, yeah, I've got a lot to say about Raji this time around. Who's, uh, you going to go for it, Billy? I think I'm up for it, yeah. Good cuz nice. I actually still I've probably seen this movie 5 times. I'm still fucking confused about a couple things. <laughs> so maybe you guys can shed some light. I think I got it, but I it's distracting and it's confusing at some points for it's sure. Double
1: crossing, so it's always confusing. And, a, and couple, new,
0: a couple double crosses. And new twists, as is common in these movies, when like the true plot reveals itself really late in the movie. Yeah, that happens a lot in these movies, and it's definitely in this one. But all right, go for it.
2: Uh, we start off seeing James Bond in, I guess, Cuba, uh, sabotaging their uh, an air force base, and then we get the uh, the title sequence of silhouettes and scantily clad ladies, uh, or uh, over the theme of What is it? What was the thing they kept saying in the trailer? All
0: all time all time high.
2: high. Yeah, Um, (laughs) that really doesn't have much to do with the rest of the movie, I guess, Um, because where I feel like the movie actually starts is a uh, is a clown running away um, from a man with a knife, and we don't know what's going on, but it's a pretty cool chase. it, Two men with knives. Yeah, it turns out there's a cool kind of a <laughs> freak-out jump scare, and it's a set of twins with knives. They stab the clown, who floats away, but ends up uh, bringing what looks like a Fabergé egg to uh, a British ambassador's residence. This has it's been the... taking place in Germany. Right.
0: East Berlin. East Germany. Germany.
2: Yes. Um, and that brings us back to James Bond at the head of, I guess it's called Universal Exports. Is their code
0: name? That that's his like when he's on mission and he has like that's his uh, secret job or like his pretend job. He has like cards that say Universal Exports or Univex. That's what you know if he's ever wearing a tux and he's at a casino and introducing himself. Here's what I do. I'm at Universal Exports.
2: Uh, uh, <laughs> Universal exports with the 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 British Secret Service. Um, he meets a replacement for Money Penny, who he hits on, and then Money Penny is all, "Oh, I already warned her what you're like," and that's fine. Uh, <laughs> We're
0: on that later. <laughs> uh, he ends up talking
2: with. Um, I wrote down some names. He ended up talking with the, like, art experts for this, um, for the British government, uh, who shows, oh, this is a Fabergé egg, incredibly expensive,
0: uh, if it wasn't a fake. Did you catch his name? Because he was, like, one of my favorite parts of the movie, and it was only, like, ten minutes in.
1: Wasn't he Jim?
0: or something fanning i think is what i saw later
1: fanning i did write it down but i have jim fanning that's it
0: yeah yeah. (laughs) how stressed he was at the auction was awesome i loved that guy yes
1: yeah so i don't
2: really know how clearly the plan is described but they say oh we think there's going to be an auction for the real faberge egg and we think the russians are doing something to try to boost their economy um which is a nice introduction to the idea that the Russians are up to something because then we see this huge council um on a big ro at a big rotating table with a map of um Europe on it and so dope. they're talking about like oh, what are we going to do about NATO disarmament and the uh the uh, general Olav from Uh, West Germany. Um, He's a very like, yeah, he, he's working with the Russians, but he's got this like uh, evil German vibe um, (laughs) because he has, he shows on the map, all of the, all of uh, how, how they outnumber uh, the West, West. like 10 to one. And so they could just take five days to
0: reclaim all of Europe. And do you, where, where do you get the, uh, was there a German thing that I missed or is it just, he's channeling some Hitler vibes for you? He's, he sounded like, um, uh, Willem Dafoe. It, yeah, he kind of did. You're not wrong. That's funny. I've never really, he's just crazy Russian general to me, but he did kind of sound German.
2: But it it yeah, it was it's like that because it was, oh, did I say west? It was every, it was all like. East, Eastern. yeah, Eastern, Germany, yeah, yeah. Eastern Berlin, the, um, the mm-hmm. Russian occupied forces. And, and then they were, they just wanted the, they wanted, he wanted all of Europe and he was power crazy. But the rest of the Russians were like, no, we are going man. along with NATO
0: yeah,
2: and we're, if, if, if socialism is going to happen, it's going to be peaceful. And, uh, General Olav is clearly just pissed about this, but he gets <laughs> called away to, to the Kremlin Art Expository, or where they've got a big stash of jewels, and there's a very nervous art examiner down there who has the real uh, Fabergé egg. Oh, which has a name, actually. The egg is called Property of a Lady, which just mm-hmm. comes up later at an auction when the auction for it, because Bond is looking at all the ladies and saying, like,
0: well, well that's it's a uh, real lady. That's mm. a Ian Fleming nod. That's the name of one of the short stories about Bond, Property of a Lady.
2: Oh, nice. Mm, okay. I, I, it, it it felt like a reference I wasn't
0: getting. Yeah. it's A lot of people think that's what Quantum of Solace should have been called. Because in the end, it was about uh, Vesper's necklace. Ooh. And they thought that would have been a good opportunity to use that title, but... Anyway, sorry, little no, 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 side the, bit. No, I, <laughs>
2: yeah, it was neat to hear that. I I, yeah. didn't, I didn't really follow what was happening with the real Faberge egg and the fake one,
0: but it was it's complicated, yeah. eh? Like I didn't. Even in the end, I'm not entirely sure. When he one of the guys
1: crushes it, one of the eggs, I was like, "Wait, was I thought that was the real one?" And he just like stomped on it. I don't yeah. remember. Is that it when was, he finds
0: or... finds the mic? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That
2: that that is it really felt to me like, okay, it's no longer but this egg thing focus all on on It,
0: it had switched hands weapons. so many times yeah. at that point I couldn't remember which one was the fake and which wasn't.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: And even after all that it was still a ruse. Like you still think octopus is in on it at that point. Anyway, I'm I'm interrupting your summary. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um it it, it it's it works though because there's all the, because when when I was watching it, there was confusion about okay, the James has the fake egg that was recovered from the clown that was being chased. The clown was a secret agent. We um, could
0: trace this. You're right. So that one was fake, right? When that they, was fake.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he so had that's that. That's what
2: one. James. That's what Bond had, and he, he switches it at the auction. At the auction, right. he um, is like. They make a comment that, like, oh, someone must, whoever's meddling is going to show up at a curiosity or they're going to want to up the price or they, someone's really interested in this. And it happens to be the dude that um, Magda is with. And Magda's the woman who catches Bond's eye. Very and cool so character. there's like that. There's that dick-measuring context where they're like, I'm going to make him spend more money while I still have to bid it. And then right when you think he's in too deep, Bond calls the egg over to look at it, and the auction house is just like, yeah, yeah, look at it. And very clearly he, like, dips it under the table and then, like,
0: (laughs) puts it back. Does, like, a a kindergarten-level magic trick.
2: Well, and now I'm not going to bid on it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And... So the the guy drops a half million dollars.
0: Originally, and... though, they wanted to sell it, right? Like, I, or sorry. so I,
1: I gathered that they were trying to buy it because they didn't have the fake one, right? So it so was a the real one, back. So they needed to get it back.
0: Yeah. Right. Like they made a fake one, and we're going to use that to replace it, because uh, they were really just uh, embezzling the jewels from Russia, right, to make some money. So they – and they were making fakes at the same time to send them back to Russia. They lost the fake, so they needed to buy the real one back. That was the story, right? Something they didn't like know that, that – yeah, yeah like 009, that sounds clown. That sounds about right, yeah. Because the clown who died at the start was 009. He stole mm-hmm. the fake. They no longer had the fake, so they had to get the original back. So they sent Kamal Khan there to buy it back. Not knowing that the guy was right there in the room with the fake as well, and yeah. Bond switched them out. So Bond now has the real one, and Kamal Khan bought the fake one. So we go to yeah. Russia, or sorry, we go to India.
2: We, yeah, they <laughs> uh, they sent someone to tail. Sorry, what was his name? Kamal. Kamal no, Khan no. is the uh,
0: the main villain. Yeah, the I'd main say. villain.
2: They tail him and uh, they're like, well, he's taking a, f- he's going on a flight to Delhi. Um, so Bond's like, well, I already have a ticket. I'm, I'm following him. <laughs> and when he lands, something happens that really made me wonder about the music in James Bond. Is it in world? Because it's one
0: of my least. No, they broke the fourth wall. They really did. Oh yeah, that. Oh man so he he what did he say up? something tune uh noble tune or a something tune on oh it's weird like he commented on mm. the, there there's a snake charmer because
1: yeah, <whistles> yeah the, bond theme snake charmer okay. yeah yeah
2: he, he gets off a boat walks past a snake charmer who plays that. Iconic Bond theme to charm the snake, and that catches Bond's attention. Song,
0: yeah, that's what he says charm- a charming, charming tune.
2: And then yeah. he goes to pay the snake charmer who only accepts sovereigns gold or sovereigns. Whatever. gold sovereigns, yeah.
0: which was clearly like a code or whatever. Yes, but
2: but so then it so then it kind of establishes that the James Bond theme that we all know doo do, do 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 yeah, that one. Um, yeah. Is like code music to signal Only to in this agents. movie, because <laughs> because VJ the uh, was posing as a snake tremors and is actually uh, his contact um, in in Delhi India. and S-
0: Station I.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, what's established very early on is okay. So you're staying. Uh, at the hotel attached to this casino across the river from where uh, your bad guy is. He comes over and plays backgammon at the casino all the time, so you'll be able to meet up with them there. I forget how it was referenced, but Vijay was like, I play tennis.
1: Yeah. Because um, <laughs> you... he had a part-time job at like that guy's place. Yes, think, yeah. Right?
0: yeah. S- so Do you know that it's... this guy, the actor who's who plays VJ is a professional tennis player that
2: that is very satisfying to me because otherwise (laughs) I thought it was it was just so ridiculous it's it's so that's another
0: really fucking weird thing about this movie can you imagine that's that's good I like that But can you imagine the Dango Craig era movie where some like, you know, new young golfer decide has like a cameo, plays like the station representative in Spain or whatever, cuz was a Spanish golfer. But, and he's well, actually they bring golf into the plot and he mm-hmm. fires golf balls at the villains. It's insane.
1: <laughs> didn't you say like um, it was like Casino Royale or Quantum that the parkour guy is like yeah, doing that's parkour true. for the first big scene of the movie?
0: he wasn't Bond's contact in Morocco. He was in it for five minutes, but you're right. I take it back. That is a good point. (laughs) Yeah. Bond, they, they do like, although tennis wasn't new then, like, uh, in the next one, yeah, par- from- <laughs> yeah, parkour was, yeah, parkour
2: was different or a
0: good, in, in the next one, Bond, uh, snowboards in a view to, in the next one, uh, like of the original chronology, like the original release dates in a view to a kill, he snowboards before it was really popular, but they didn't have the guy who made it popular be his, like, you know, the station representative in America or
1: his snowboard instructor or something.
0: Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. He's not bad though. I didn't mind VJ.
2: No, <laughs> no v- v- VJ w- was it uh, was great. He had some good quips, but he just first sets up. Okay, you got to meet the bad guy, and sorry, I'm just gonna call him that. Um, That's fine. <laughs> although there are a few, um, but you got to meet the bad guy who plays backgammon, and I don't really know what the goal is. They're just trying to figure out what his contacts are. W- what he's doing with the Faberge egg?
0: He's trying to just see what they're up to. Why? Yeah. He...
2: There's yeah. a lot of that, though. There's a lot of back and forth of like, "We're gonna figure out what you're up to." And I guess, I guess that's a part of espionage. Just like we know this person's crooked, we need to figure out what that's, they're doing.
0: That's Bond's mo. That, that that's his job. Gaining intel. So yeah, he walks.
2: He walks right up to the backgammon board and sees. The bad guy has loaded dice. He can always, whenever he wants, he can roll a double six. um, And he keeps like doubling the bids on this guy. He's just taken to town on it. So then Bond is like, well, why don't I finish playing for this guy since he's in too deep? And he's like, well, what are you going to, what are you going to, anti up with, although I don't think, he, it's not like he ante with backgammon, but he, mm-hmm.
0: I don't, it didn't look like they were even playing backgammon anymore. Like they were just, betting was, on dice. Yeah. it was, the it, it was like the last role. Right. I don't know backgammon. I learned it like 10 years ago and I don't remember how to play.
2: <laughs> you have, to, um. you have to get, both of you have to get your like stones to specific places on the board before you can like, Finish the game, and so both players were at that like end game place where it's a matter of you just try to roll as many of the highest numbers combinations, kind of. And so it was like, oh wow, this guy's going to lose if he doesn't win right away. And so the bad guy's like,
0: I'll double the bet, and he's all, sure, you, yeah, you have to lose eventually. <laughs> mm. That really nervous, yeah, very rich weird. American dude. Yeah,
2: but so then. At it, it gets too rich for the one loser's blood. And uh, he's like, I'm out, you win. And Bond's like, well, why don't I play the rest of the hand, the rest of the game? And so it's like so much money. And he's, he's like, well, what am I going to, how do you know I got the money? Well, how about this? And it's the, Faber- the real Fabergé egg. And mm. what I found really interesting about that scene is that It couldn't get violent right then, even though this guy's like pissed finding out that that's the real egg and he's got it and it's right on the table there, but it's in a crowded casino. So he just goes along with it. And then Bond is
0: like, well, that's, that's a quintessential Bond scene. It's a good, good tension. Yeah. And a great Raji scene how like, and it was really well directed, like you didn't need a shot. Like when he shakes the dice and rolls it over, you don't need to see like the camera didn't pan yeah. down quickly. Didn't matter. And he doesn't all look knew. at it. Like Roger's yeah. just
1: looking straight ahead and he's like double sexes. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: Cause so through good. some, through some like weird, I don't know if it's
2: a rule of the game. That's something I never understood. He's like, well, since I'm new to the table, I choose the dice that I roll with. So I'm going to use yours cause he knew they were loaded. So then he wins it.
0: Yeah. What was it dealer's choice or something like that? Cuz he's the, he's the one who made the bet.
2: Players yeah, so he said P- player's privilege.
0: That's what it was, yeah.
2: Hmm. And who knows? I love how that was just like a courtesy thing and the guy was like, "Oh, well there's nothing I can do." Cuz I can't be like, "Wait, no, those are my loaded
0: dice." Well, no, and there's so much of that in So Bond, let me too. just it's cut just... you a check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's really old school with courtesy and stuff. Like, peop, it's one of the most frequently made fun of things about the Bond series. How like the villain welcomes him in and is like really hospitable and tells him his whole plot and all that. That's like old school <laughs> hospitality rules. It's just common courtesy. Yeah. You got to give your you know legit foe uh, not, not even just a chance, but I don't even know what I'm trying to say. You flex a little bit. <laughs>
2: Well, it's weird too, because then some, there's some subtlety in Bond being rude, where he's like, "Oh, I don't want a check; I prefer cash." So yeah. then, <laughs> so then he sends Spend the it guy with the checkbook off to the uh, to get the check cashed, and someone walks up and hands over a bunch of wads of money to 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 Bond. Yeah. Yeah,
1: a silver platter.
2: At this point, we have not heard the name Octopussy. Um, I was wondering the whole time when that would come up. We mm. haven't met Octopussy yet. We have met this mysterious woman, Magda, who is in cahoots with the bad guy. Um, but
1: we don't really know what's up. We should uh, get through the summary sometime.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's uh, okay. I can, yeah. I can go way faster. Oh, it's, it's mm. wonderful. Uh, it's I can, really good.
2: I, <laughs> it's thorough. <laughs> oh, because I did yeah, kind of, yeah. like, boil it down a little... Uh, there's a... I can just sum it's that It's hard, up isn't it? It's there's insane. A capture. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. Uh, there's, a ch- there's a chase. Bond's loaded up with money. It saves <laughs> him because he gets stabbed. VJ gets a tennis racket out and is batting people on the head. Um, but ultimately, Bond gets captured. And exactly like you said, there's this courtesy where they have supper and are trying to figure out what's mm. up. Bond ends up escaping... And meets back up with Q and VJ and some other contact who says, hey, uh, do you know about Octopussy? Oh, he finds out about Octopussy because he sleeps with Magda, who's got a tattoo on her back. And that's my little
0: Octopussy.
2: Yeah. yeah Bond yeah. says, what's that? And she's like, well, that's my little Octopussy. And it's such a weird line. And then she open eye kisses him. And it, well they you're, have you're, no ki- chemistry it's very <laughs> odd no
0: but he has like one of the best Raji looks ever when she says that's my little octopusy," you just sort of it's like
1: oh, <laughs> did anyone like, else hear that
0: he did everything but look at the camera and wink
1: <laughs> yeah 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 uh, it's funny you say they have no chemistry because we talk ev- with every roger moore movie that he's really bad at kissing yeah. yeah, still Oh, cheap.
2: yeah, they're, like, they're very lip-forward, where it's like, you could <laughs> just bring your faces together, that's kissing.
0: Lip-forward, but, but, you know, cement close, like, firmly closed.
2: And then Magda just, you can see her eyes staring, yeah, peering right at him. But So all he has to go on after he escapes is this tattoo and... That's my little octopusy, And at the midpoint of the movie, we find out who Octopussy <laughs> is. They're like, oh, uh, she's got this island that ex- has exclusively ladies on it. Um, she runs a circus. And she explains her whole story to Bond. She's a jewel smuggler, so she's working with the bad guy. But they're not totally partners. Her dad was... In the Secret Service, I think? He was trying to figure out jewel smuggling. Smilber. In str- yeah. yeah, he, he mm-hmm. got into it, so he was disgraced. And that's all she knew. So she hates that Bond is all about queen and country. She's like, why don't we just have adventure and smuggle jewels?
1: He can't and, do that. Good and so Bond went after him, right, at some point? Yeah. And, but was merciful and so I couldn't tell if she was He gave mad him, at him a day. Or he,
0: happy. no, she liked that. He, he gave her father a day to settle his affairs mm. before he arrested him and he killed himself. And she liked him for that by giving him a chance to take the honorable way out rather than okay. being arrested and spending your life in jail kind of or like, or turning and ratting people out or whatever. He gave, like, Bond caught him. But gave him twenty four hours to settle his affairs.
1: Oh, okay. So it was that he she gave respect him mercy kind of thing. Okay.
0: Yeah, she respected him for that. Bond's a class act, man.
1: Um
2: <laughs> all th- that being said, Q Q notes that he's probably gonna be on that island for a long time. He yeah, is just hanging it. out on an island full of ladies. We're just going to have to wait things out. The bad guy during this time hires some local dudes to infiltrate the island. One of them has a big saw yo-yo.
0: Skill saw yo-yo.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Oh,
0: that's Uh, right. Yeah.
2: Um, which yeah, he
0: fucking bonkers.
2: he's just always like on the second floor of somewhere with the balcony <laughs> shooting a <laughs> uh, saw down at someone on the main you floor. Mean, yeah, Can't fight terrible. On main floor. Yet. First, yeah, first exactly. it's a photo of Bond when they're like, they hand over money and a photo to be like, this is who you have to kill. And to be like, yeah, we'll do it. They He launches the saw yo-yo down and slices it
0: it's, it's so funny, funny that there's
1: already a bunch of kind of hench people and then they hire more yeah. hench people <laughs> yeah.
0: a whole other school well they do that mm. a lot remember in moonraker they had that horrible assassin squad that you know all drowned yeah. in the canals in venice oh, or in like live and let die there's the new orleans crew like they often the bad guy will hire like a local crew there's and a lot of us-
1: subcontractors yeah
0: yeah mm. and they're usually terrible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they bumble it almost always
1: these ones yeah. are pretty good. I mean, like the whole gimmick, though, I guess didn't pan out, but you yeah, know, it could have.
0: That is an outrageous weapon.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, it made no sense. They used it, they got
2: like four or five good shots out of it, yeah. like busting through a door, shredding a pillow on the octopus bed of that octopus Ian mm-hmm. Bond. It's great. Bond bad. over. So it's interesting. They keep saying that, like, they're the same because, sure, the Russians took the jewels that Octopussy smuggled, but she doesn't really care about the political side of things like he does. Whatever. Um, She explains that, you know, she was into smuggling. Then she diversified, getting into shipping hotels, carnivals, and
1: circuses. Yeah. Why are carnivals and circuses two separate categories? Are they that (laughs) different? When you're and doing shipping and hotels tricks?
2: are different, carnivals yeah. and circuses and circuses. I'm sure there's a, a good distinction, but that that line I feel like sets off a chain of events where okay, the whole second half of this movie is going to be all about octopuses circus.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Fact check us, Adam. What's the difference between carnivals and circuses? Uh, Thank you. <laughs>
2: uh, while you're looking that up, I will just say. Uh, I did tally the amount of times we heard the name Octopussy. Good. Oh, good. Someone says the name Octopussy uh, ten times, like ten times throughout the movie. It's written on at least seven different things. That's amazing. Um, First, you see a brochure, Octopussy Circus. It's on the side of a train because it's a whole circus train thing. few times. It's got flags, posters. I didn't... And then, like, dozens of jackets and shirts, which I think would be a great shirt to own. Like...
0: Yeah, Kamal Khan can drop octopussy like it's just a regular name, like oh, no one yeah. else. Everybody well,
1: else sort of enunciates it though intensely. Octopussy, 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 octopussy. and
2: we'll octopussy. say it like really condescendingly when she. But when octopussy. Like, octopussy,
1: octopussy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we just said it ten times.
1: <laughs> the difference between circus and carnival: a circus <laughs> is like at a date, at a time, in a tent, and a carnival uh is every year in the same place same time and it's a bunch of different stalls all right what's the difference out?
0: between a fair and a carnival then because what you just described is a fair and <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm half joking <laughs> uh
1: carnivals are small often traveling fairs are larger often community sponsored
0: oh man you're you're good at this
1: yeah thanks
0: that could be your job Will you pay me for it? Because I'll do it. Maybe one day. We'll see how the lottery goes tomorrow.
2: So this is a traveling circus. Yeah. Um, They take the train and they hop around different places in Europe, um, which is a great way to smuggle jewels and also maybe large weapons. Um, Re-enter Orlov. Uh, Yeah. Olav. I don't, I don't, I don't know who brings brings in the weapon, but they're like, oh well, we load the jewels up onto a train, it goes into a tunnel, and then we swap it out, so that the circus, yeah, is now carrying a huge explosive. All you gotta know is don't be 20 miles near it when it goes off. <laughs> <Yeah. up."> like
1: <laughs> it's an atomic bomb. It's not
0: just like a bomb bomb. It's yeah, it's that's not a dirty bomb. This is going to be a big one. This is like mm-hmm. Cold
1: War era, right?
0: Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
1: Peak. Yeah, full on.
0: I, I don't know if now is a good time to do that. What was the... I still don't really get that. Her storyline I get. I get that she's a smuggler, and I get her relationship to Kamal Khan, and I get that Orlov wants a weapon to supposedly go off accidentally so that uh, they blame it on the Americans, and that encourages the West to completely disarm so then Russia can invade. I get the two yeah. storylines. Yeah. How do they cross over? Are they f- just funding each other? Is it— Adam, is it like the Living Daylights with the uh, pretending to be a weapons dealer just to deal just to get a bunch of cash so you can then buy a bunch of heroin to make more money? Is it just well, money? Well,
1: who is Kamal Khan even? I don't really get how he's connected he, to it. He 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 is the one that sells the jewelry. So whether okay. it's
2: getting it out of the Russian vaults. Which is how Olaf is connected to him, yeah. Um, or it's like,
0: yeah. What's Moving his it around,
2: th- moving it around through Octopussy's circus. He, he's, I think, always like getting money from either side, and then mm-hmm.
0: he That's, doesn't, yeah. yeah. I- it's just money in the end for him. Like Orlov, I get. I, one of the notes I made about the villains was, there's way too much Kamel Khan or whatever, and far too little Orlov. That Damn. dude is fucking crazy, and I wanted more of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was hilarious. And I, and I get his motive. He's like, uh, well, like you said, he's like a... He's transcending Hitler there. Like, you, you get his point. He wants yeah. Russia to invade. He wants yeah. to...
1: Yeah. W- well, and with his too, like Roger just fucking says it. He's like, oh, you're doing this. I realize yes. this now, Yeah. like blatantly.
0: Right. But with the other guy, is it ever clear? He like he likes to hunt. He likes really oh, weird yeah. fucking food. He, yeah, he likes to oh, eat yeah. eyeballs and cheat at cards. Like he's every Bond villain, you know, jambled up into one. He's an omelet of Bond villains. <laughs>
1: he was kind of like the guy from moonraker we just watched a little like yeah, obviously a, little, yeah. a villain wearing like the villain like high collar coat situation
0: that, what the <laughs> hell is that jacket like <laughs> beware anybody who wears that of yeah the collar yeah. where you can't the the lapel flaps over all the buttons like the yeah. dr no outfit mm. that then blofeld wears and he wears yeah, I made a note of that too. It's, yeah, I don't really. Sorry, I interrupted the summary again, but how their storylines cross over is a little bit confusing.
2: I would have hmm. loved for, yeah, I would have loved for Kamal Khan to have, like, to have said what he wanted. Or, like, the, I guess you get it established that, like, he'll cheat to win. Right. And he's rich. So that's to, it? That's so the, all like, he does to, the like. The only.
0: Exposition we have on his character is from VJ when Bond first gets there. He's like, "So what do you know about Kamal Khan?" He's like, mm. oh, "He's some prince. I caught that. I didn't catch from where. A former prince from some place. He's a sportsman. He likes to hunt. He likes tennis. Always likes to win. He likes backgammon. He cheats. We find out pretty quick. They lost it in a joke
2: because he sang all of this and said, "Oh yeah, so I am tra- I am in his club learning tennis." Bond says, what have you learned so far? And Vijay says, I, well, I've improved my backhand. Yeah. my back. And so, like, that would have been the great moment, not to have a bad joke like that, but to be like, oh, this is his M.O.
0: Yeah, it's it's too bad. theres <laughs> I actually ended up liking a lot of it. As I said in the intro, I like this movie a lot more than I pretend to because there's so much good stuff. It's very similar to moonraker, Adam. Like I was saying, there's so much mm. good stuff in it that is then ruined by a few little things. Like okay. why not just give us a little bit more plot and why do so many just really outrageous things? Cause otherwise it's a solid fucking bond flick. The,
1: the thing that made it work for me was because it was silly enough. Like it was far enough that way that I don't care that it doesn't make that much sense. Like a that's lot of the other movies arguments. Are, are, are on the other line, like especially the Roger Moore ones where it's like trying to be serious or it's not leaning into the silly quite far enough. So then you're like still trying to figure out what's happening in this serious spy movie. Right. And why is there these silly that, scenes where this is like silly spy movie and you're like, I don't care
0: what man, happens. That- that might be my fault because of the order we've watched these in. Like, we came off some serious ones, and how we were watching them is a bit different. I may have given you the wrong expectations going into the Roger Moore ones, maybe. Yeah. Sure. And they're they're not consistent. Even His seven movies aren't all the same. He has a couple of kind of grounded, serious ones. This is definitely more what he's known for.
1: Well, this is his all-time high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done. Well done. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we should get to the end of the plot and then we can uh, discuss all these Talk stuff. more about him. Yeah.
2: They get the they are in West Berlin. They do a jewel swamp and put the bomb on the train cuz they're going Yeah, they're going to West. They're going into West Germany to American occupied zone and they're going to blow it up there so that it the it looks like the Americans are armed and they will have to disarm. and that's Olaf's whole thing and it's a amazing series of chase scenes where um, Bond gets in Olaf's car and like the tires burst so he has to drive on the train tracks and they get switched and he speeds ahead and jumps off as it gets launched into a river as another train hits it and then there's a bunch of like running back and forth on the top of the train and sending a henchman up who and like one of the one of the sword throwers dies And then Bond is wearing his clothes. So when the twin comes up, he's like, Mishka, you're like, you're alive. And then they're fighting all over again. They end up in the middle of nowhere. And before you know it, the circus is already set up uh, at an American base.
1: Just like off camera again. And Bond's out in
2: the woods having just
1: killed the other twin, I guess. Yeah. Can't catch a ride with a silly the, shirt.
0: Having the best time trying to freaking catch a ride back yeah. into town flips off a bunch of teenagers.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. Do you think there's something about, because they comment on his red shirt. I guess that it's just because he's wearing a red shirt. Oh. and they're like. But is there some kind of communist thing? Totally Definitely. could
0: be. Yeah. Also, just a weird old man running along the side of the road in the country, yeah. like trying to hitchhike. Oh. Man, that's and a funny those, sequence. The people
1: who actually pick him up are like, some pastiche of like german people or like <laughs> yeah they're eating sausages they offer them a <laughs> bottle of beer um, oh my god they are
2: monster. saying you most of the time and you, then when you he lived he, in germany is this is
1: this you know what you expect
2: i mean my yeah my residence advisor may as well have been the guy who picked him up um <laughs>
0: okay. i love when a stereotype ends up being true <laughs>
2: Um, I think I think my I think Klaus, my residence advisor, le- leaned into it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. But it's it was ridiculous to me that th- they got a few quick little jabs in there because when when he leaves the car, um, they're like complaining about oh these English are always in a hurry and they're still trying to like feed him and give him beer he tries to get into a phone booth to warn the base and this very stern German lady is like no I'm here slams the door closed on him just like I was here first I yeah. like that he
0: steals her car mm. I, I laughed at that imagine like Sean Connery would have like taken the phone out of her hand slapped her oh, yeah. and then made his phone call
1: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> Roger's like passive aggressive I'm just gonna steal your car instead <laughs>
1: all
2: right jolly good yeah he makes it to the american army base where they've got the circus there you you see some antics um they the police and the military police are chasing after him they're like hey get that guy he's in a red shirt get that red shirt so he changes into a clown costume delivering on the promise of like right at the beginning you see a clown being chased um and it's so good that you get to see Bond dress up as a clown, is also it, being chased. Is it so good? It's okay. just, a, it's another nice little bit of symmetry there.
1: The, mm. the stupid thing in this part is that he know he has his watch. He knows how He's long minute this minute Bond has. He's got like four minutes when, when he goes this, in. Uh, Five minutes when he goes in. And not only does he dress up like a clown, he puts on clown makeup. Full face makeup. makeup, Full face makeup. And then there's only a minute and a half left. It's like, man, you could have spent your time a little better.
0: Even, no. He couldn't have done makeup that well in three minutes. Like, A, don't waste your time doing that. And B, you couldn't have done that in that amount of time. Anyway.
1: Well, I don't know. Bond also speaks German, so he's probably good at pretty much everything.
0: Clown makeup. If you can speak German, you can put on
1: great clown makeup. Is that is that true, Billy? It's not not true.
0: <laughs> One thing that we might get whenever fucking Disney buys Bond, which eventually they'll own everything is mm. the in-between movies when he's not on a mission, when he's just, you know, training down in Q branch. I want to see that station where he's putting on different types of makeup, like the disguise mm. wing of Q branch where he, you know, how to put on an ape outfit quickly and how to and get the out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, how to look God. at your watch in front of four people while dressed as an ape and have them not notice. <laughs> 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 there, sorry <go>
2: <laughs> there was so much that because he's dressed up as a clown he gets in they're gonna do the human cannonball um but he comes out so they're like oh the clown's gonna do it yeah. and then the human cannonball is like no you're spe- stealing my spotlight <laughs> yeah so he it's runs up to, he runs up to the dude who runs the base and is like we've got a minute and a half this place yeah. is gonna blow and they're like what a great clown
0: it's it's not that great I, it is a little <laughs> bit funny like Oh, I love it. Again, it's almost (laughs) – I I can't make up my mind because like a nuke is going to – the most serious of things is about to happen while all this silliness is happening. I love it. I love it so much. I got in an argument on Twitter with a guy once who was going on about how the most suspenseful moments in the Bond World was an octopus when the nuke was going to go off. It was was really suspenseful. Yeah, I I can't agree. Well, he was saying, do you remember Casino Royale when Bond is being tortured at the end and Vesper's being tortured in another room and like it's a little overdramatic maybe and they're like all sweaty and gross and blah blah blah. It could be a little bit overdone, but he's like, I always knew Bond would make it and. That's his argument against Casino Royale, but for Octopus, I'm like, you mean you thought Bond wasn't going to disarm the nuke? Like, obviously he was going to disarm it. I, I
2: was, I, I totally, I didn't think it was going to be disarmed. I thought it was going, it would have to go off. I don't know why. It was because the trailer had a bunch of planes and I hadn't, there was one plane thing from the trailer that I hadn't seen yet in the movie and it was like. All time high. That would be such a cool thing to like fly off and blow it up. That would be cool. Or like, and I was like, don't use the cannonball. Don't use the cannon. Don't like. Don't do <laughs> that. I would. That, oh that was my god, been,
0: that would that have been the tension for me. I was like, don't, don't do that to me. How <laughs> is Bong gonna put the nuke in the cannon and fire it off? And
2: then, it, and then it's just like, oh yeah, he just pulls out the
0: detonator. Yeah, yeah. with one. Very se- slowly.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: and it's. And then mm. everyone cheers and it's like, you, we just had an emergency and you're all fine, but get out of this tent.
0: Then yeah. we got to chase down and kill the
2: baddie. And and they do it in such a cool way because, yeah, he, he sped off and they're like, well, he's probably going back to India. And um, it doesn't seem like Bond is on the case. It seems like Octopussy brings the whole Island of Lady Circus to... Uh, do acrobatics and do everything they're trained to do mm-hmm. to infiltrate hit the the base and chase after him. Bond does show up in a in a hot new, air you know, jack, hot an air an balloon. an
0: amazing hot air balloon, Loved that. That the Q <laughs> can that. run
1: because he's full of hot air. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I and just slapped my knee.
0: I saw that, and we had time for a little Sony product placement. That's right. They
2: yeah, it did say Sony. I was I was. Pleasantly surprised by the fact that they brought back the watch that Q showed earlier. Um, the mm. liquid crystal display.
0: Pre LCD, yeah.
2: Earlier on in the movie, Bond's looking at a bunch of gadgets. One is this watch with a screen on it hooked up to a camera. So he, cam. foc- he focuses oh the camera on a co worker's cleavage uh, oh and gosh. zooms in and out really comedically. And it shows up on the watch
0: air quote comedically yeah. <laughs> well
2: it, 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 in it's terms
1: important. of egregious moments that's worse than a bunch for me mm-hmm.
0: oh it's just like uh, even then did anybody find it funny like i'm no. i'm not i know we we argue we have our fun woke arguments i'm you know i'm not that but like does anybody find that funny even just, do it's, sexists it's, find that
1: it's like a, an 11 year old would be like that's that's immature. What?
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I would like, have done that when I was ten. I'm eleven now. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a ten-year-old's game.
0: And I want to. I want to have a real, like, staunch Roger Moore De- octopusy defender defend that scene. Yeah. Like, who is that for? I, at I the really very don't...
2: least, I'm not defending it. Uh, but at the very least, they reintroduce the technology. Because Q's on the balloon and has the camera to be like, oh, this is where the bad the bad guy's escaping this way, and Bond can see it on the watch, and he goes that way. At but least they have that.
0: At, at <laughs> least,
2: yeah.
0: But for real, that it's, it's not good for Roger Moore either, who is like—that quote that I showed you earlier this week out of how uh, Sean Connery plays the killer and Roger Moore plays the lover for Bond— that, like, just zooming in on some tits is not, I don't know, it's not even a lover. It's just gross. He's like, that, that's beneath Bond to me. I don't like yeah. that scene at all you know like you and i have had a few debates about some of the questionable moves that bond has made when he's particularly mm-hmm. aggressive or whatever like i've defended some of those more than i'll defend this that's just gross and leery yeah. and because yeah. she's not even involved which is what's gross like she
2: sits in the background and they keep the camera on her with exactly. two screens for the like and the, the
0: scene continues for... totally like she's still like writing and just the cleavage is yeah. in the background and yeah i'm not a prude and or whatever but like it's just i don't know i don't care for it it's yeah, <laughs> not it's not that's, yeah it's not even juvenile that's disrespectful to kids it's just stupid i don't like it's not funny <laughs> kids are it's smarter not, than that right i don't even think it's sexist it's just dumb it's like like, an alien watching humanity might think that that's funny. Like, oh, they like boobs. I'll do this. This is funny. Like, mm-hmm. it just—I I don't get who it's for. <laughs> well,
2: um, I will pivot from that to say one of the least funny things that I didn't say so far was, at this point in the movie, Olav has been killed. Because mm-hmm. uh, he went chasing after the train and got shot by border police.
0: Yeah, he, when sure he was
2: going from East to West Germany. They were like, you can't just run through the border and they Disgrace shot him to in this the back. Uniform. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> his bosses is like, we're chasing him in a helicopter landed and we're just like, you suck. And yeah. he's dying saying like, I'm going to be a hero tomorrow. But I thought like, wow, what a brutal way to like they treated that villain so poorly with his death. Uh, just, yeah, you know, he's
0: barely in it, and it was a really quick, abrupt death. Yeah, I kind of agree.
2: But but I I liked how that was handled. Um, it, it, when yeah you know, when we get back to India and we're chasing the bad guy, Kamal Khan, uh, on a horse onto a plane. That's a very cool chase on top of a plane. Now fling his henchmen off, and they jump out, and the plane crashes. Behind a cliff, and then we just see the big. We do see the plane blow up.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, he has a link. La- Kamal Khan has a lamer death.
2: Yeah, then, then, then yeah. the villain that should we'll,
0: have. We'll come back to that chase yeah. a bit and the uh, plan and all that if we have if we talk about the stunts or whatever.
2: Well, yeah, I I finally am getting to the end of the summary, which I realized did not <laughs> shorten it very much because we yeah. end with, you know. Uh, the Russians and the Brits being like, we're still okay. We've figured out the jewel stuff. Too bad bonds, too injured to be here. And he's hanging out on the boat with all the ladies and Octopussy's like, I wish you weren't so hurt. And he was like, well,
1: check this out. And he flings off his crutches cast and whatever.
0: Well, I was going to read the, uh, the, my VHS that I have here. I'll show you. Oh, yeah. that's oh, and look. Okay. PG. pg pg wow yeah anyway but I, I don't think that that one can be as good as that and
1: uh no no that was a
0: what are we at quite
1: extensive side track yeah that was, a, that,
0: that was an extent i mean you also at least with that summary we crossed off a lot of the stuff yeah as, I, I was, that's me. true i kind of i was actually saying to adam like one, we could change the way we format this and just go through the movie and talk about all the stuff we like to talk about throughout. But we did skip over a few things, and I would like I, – yeah. I do want to hear, Adam, how you feel about Raji in this one. Because I – you liked this one more, and I know he's old, but this yeah. is Roger Moore for sure. He is so – all right, I'll actually – I'm always asking the questions. I'll go first. He's so (laughs) Roger Moore in this one. Like, he is having so much fun, fully confident, very cool, suave. He's Roger Roger most. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's hilarious, too, often. And, like, he's capable despite his age, and he looks good despite his age. Despite his age. I think so. Like, he's not. Yeah, yeah. Like we go on about Connery earlier and Con, uh, and Daniel Craig, like, <laughs> you know, he's not a sexy bond or like, I wouldn't say even all that cool necessarily. He's kind of cool, he's, but I he's, think he's funny bond, but he like, looks, he, it's a different kind of looking good. He wears the tux well and he's confident and I, I don't know, he, this is peak roger even though i don't like this movie much he is he is the best part of it by far maybe he's like personality
1: bond or something you know
0: like yeah man
1: personality
0: his smiles in this one like when she says that's my little octopusy," that little smile he gives yeah (laughs) it's so great
1: Uh, initially i wrote yeah my first like first five seconds of the well not five seconds of the movie but the first five seconds that he's on screen anyway i was like old man like this is an old man, but when on like, he's just quippy as hell. I wrote down one of my favorites was when there's a snake on him. And he says, hiss, hiss off. off.
0: Hiss off. Yeah. <laughs> That's just so good. He's so good and confident, man. He can get, yeah. enter the minds of animals. He can tell a tiger to sit, tell oh my a gosh, snake to tiger. piss off.
1: <laughs> to hiss off. And like, he's like running from being like shot at through the jungle of India or whatever. And like has a lighter in his pocket and burns a leech off. Yeah. (laughs) Like blows my mind, man. Oh my gosh.
0: That's amazing.
1: That was a crazy chase seat through the jungle. Uh,
0: Yeah. You want to talk about that? That's, that's why I rank it so low is the. Ooh. Oh, when the he does Tarzan. Like, the ghost, oh. No, when he does the ghost thing, when he's pretending to be the dead guy. and, he, and the he freaks, Tarzan <laughs>
2: thing is pretty but, terrible.
0: Oh, so it's three within a minute. It's that, then the telling the tiger to sit, then the Tarzan. The Tarzan might be the worst. Like, I don't know. It's a tough call between telling the tiger to sit and the Tarzan. But why do the yell? The the Tarzan yell is like the... You're trying to get the, away
2: discreetly. <laughs> and yelling doesn't make it easier to swing on a vine it's
0: like the slide whistle in man with a golden gun why do it yeah
1: well maybe it just it just comes out of you when you you know like he's like i've always wanted to do the yell while jumping like (laughs) jumping vines through the jungle it also
0: this adds to my it adds to my idea that Bond in this one is the Doctor, like from Doctor Who, who's like an alien from another. He, he's not even worried that they're actually gonna kill him. He's like, I've always wanted to do this. Fuck you guys, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna do the yell. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh well, if you catch me or shoot me, it'll only be a wound. I'll escape later. I right now I have to do the Tarzan yell.
2: <laughs> it's nice to think that James Bond it, has fun when he's doing yeah. his job.
0: Yeah, that's a big difference between Raji and Dango Craig.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it was just like the pacing of this movie, but I found all that funny stuff like worked really well compared to some of the other ones we've seen where it's like kind of awkwardly paced or like there's also weird lulls in between. But this it was just kind of like funny thing to funny thing. And it just was smooth. Yeah. I don't know. it's
0: You know how we started this conversation a little bit with the f- weird the few off-putting violent scenes. Oftentimes a Bond movie you're put off by the weird random comedy scene. This one is so consistently funny that it's off-putting when there's violence. You're like, Whoa, wait, that doesn't belong. Cause it's mm. so silly. Otherwise. Yeah.
1: What did you think of Roger Moore
2: in this Billy? Um, yeah, I think he was having fun and yeah. It, and And like I said earlier, it's, it's It's nice to see someone doing their job well um which is why we like detectives and secret agents and uh that go above and beyond like this but it's cool that he's having fun and that yeah that he, he as an actor and he as a character are enjoying themselves.
0: Has there been another mission so far adam this is a, we're halfway through this is the twelfth is this the most fun James Bond has had
1: uh I mean, I, with an island full of only women, I guess it has to be.
0: He doesn't sleep around too much in this one.
1: No, it's only Magda and Octopussy, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, presumably the lady in the pre sequence, but we don't see that. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Do you think, because like, he's at Octopussy's place for a while, he could have slept with like, Thing 1 and them. Thing 2.
0: Man, I wrote Thing 1, Thing 2. Yeah, Heather said yeah, it's yeah. the the people from, I never saw this, The, uh, the Incredibles.
2: Yeah, they did. Oh. I did think They're, The Incredibles. Yeah. Okay.
0: But I, that I, I one, was the, uh, the one that. with the poof hair, who's like four foot eight, the tiny one. That's. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's definitely Thing 1 or Thing 2. She's but so she small. Seemed,
2: she, uh, unlike Roger Moore, she seemed
1: nervous on camera.
0: Which one? Octopussy?
1: No, the the one you were just talking about.
0: The little poofy-haired, like, uh, octopussy's, like, servant girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was a weird character.
1: And and it was kind of an awkward scene, too, where it just was, like, specifically her being told, you know, to look after Bond. Like, I always feel like those scenes like that are, like, some nepotism uh, cash-in scene where it's, like, maybe that girl just, like knew someone and got a, got a
0: yeah, game. yeah, you, the actor you mean, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: this um I, I did have a thought, uh, and this seems uh, like as good of a moment as any to bring it up. Are there themed hotels like where you could just play out this James Bond
1: <laughs> fantasy? Rob's got, Where, to, like, got to know this and have, have a budget and is saving up.
0: I was waiting for Adam to make a joke. Where, like, a couple could
2: go in and, like, one of them could pretend to be, you know, under the influence of a villain and the other could be the secret agent. And the hotel is, like, fully on board. And they're like, mm. oh, yeah, yeah, you've got to play backgammon with him down it's, in the it's casino. Like an es-
0: it's like an escape room. Mm-hmm.
2: But like a bond
0: themed hotel where you call in and like you look around and you find the bug and then you call down to the front desk and say, I'm going to need a different room. And they send you to the room that has even more bugs because yeah. they knew that you would find the obvious one. Then you find like yeah. the secret, uh, one way mirror where there's a video camera behind it. Oh yeah. I, yeah sign yeah. me up, man. <laughs> Forget Disney world. I'm all about that. That's,
2: that's what Disney, that's when Disney gets, when Disney. Yeah, exactly. The James Bond theme park.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh Oh my God. Please. No, please. Never. (laughs) I feel like
1: it would just be a big sex thing though. Like it would be all of that. But then the only end thing is you just have sex.
0: It it is great that you mention it because as Adam knows, Bond in a hotel room is one of my favorite parts of all the Bond movies.
2: A couple, a couple of good ones. Although it's there, there was one early on. And then when he's just abducted by the bad guy and they eat the goat head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just the idea that you'd be staying and someone would be guarding your room so you have to stay he is past
0: so often guarded <laughs> yeah and always gets away but he always has like his luggage he he'll wear quite a few outfits more than most characters in most movies so like he he you know bond is known for his outfits but he has three times the amount that he actually wears in a closet in a hotel room I don't know about you guys but I'm not that cool when I go to a hotel room I never unpack and put it into a freaking drawer i'm living or like hang it up i mean granted i'm not wearing tuxes and stuff but still uh anyway yeah he he's not quite as cool like craig when he rolls into a hotel room he just tosses his keys on the bed like does a quick little look around i love that that's more my game but like Raji just sort of creeps around like looks behind a painting and this one he just sits down and like he's old. So he sits down on the bed, kind of does a quick look around and just lifts up the phone. <laughs> Is there a bug under this? Just, I'll check one place for bugs, but <laughs> exactly. I'm not checking everything. It's like, yeah, uh, come on, audience, you know the drill. Yeah. Cut yeah. the scene. You, You've you, you seen can
1: trust Tom Connery do this like six times, like
0: Exactly. <laughs> you can, can trust times. that I've looked around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a great scene. I wanted to say uh we didn't really talk about uh, Bond within our chronology in this one yet, Adam. But you know how, mm-hmm. was it the last one or two episodes ago, we talked about Famous Bond? How Octopussy, I guess it ended up being because uh, he killed, basically killed her dad. But she had heard of him. Like, we're we're seeing more yeah. of that now. Like, we're 12 in and Bond is no longer anonymous. Like, this is not.
1: Yeah. It was Man with the Golden Gun because. Um, that's right. It was the same actress, right, as Octopussy. <laughs> yeah. They sent that's a right. golden Mott bullet Adams. to get Bond involved. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Billy. This the actress who plays Octopussy was in The Man with the Golden Gun, playing a different character.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And did that- it happens a few times. Does that happen often?
0: Yeah, there's uh Charles Gray, who the episode we're watching next week is You Only Live Twice. He's just a contact in Hong Kong and he plays Blofeld in a movie later. Uh so he moved up in the world. Who else? Oh, uh, Jadon Baker, I think. One of the villains in The Living Daylights, the weapons dealer, Adam, he plays oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He plays like Wade Bond's contact. Yeah, yeah, Wade, exactly, in the Pierce Brosnan era. Yeah, they nice they scene. do that a few times. Hmm. Plus there's cameos that repeat constantly.
1: And speaking but, of actors and stuff, is this the first one we have seen with uh, you playing M, Rob?
0: Uh, did you look it up? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess there I don't need to be anonymous on this podcast. Yeah, Robert Brown yeah. is the <laughs> place oh, in this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There are some – I used to be like really freakishly private. Like on, I had a fake name on Facebook and everything. But the amount of Rob or Robert Browns in the world, there's like hockey players, multiple actors. It, it's hilarious yeah. how many Rob Browns are. It's like the most generic name. So I don't think I need to worry you're, about it. You're gone, though. It, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Robert Brown. He So he played um, Admiral mm, – oh, shit. I'm not going to think of it right off. But he was in The Spy Who Loved Me and he was in – he may have even been in Moonraker, mm. because M, M died in the during production of the guy who played M in the mm. first twelve movies, or whatever. Bernard Lee he died in the production of For Your Eyes Only, and that, so they just didn't have an M in that one. And then in this one, they hired this new guy. Yeah. So, but in our chronology, we're gonna pretend that M is on vacation because the Bernard Lee one does come back a couple times more in our mm-hmm. chronology
1: yeah oh. what's next uh i wanted to add just a little bit more again that russian uh conference room where they spin all of the chairs to look at the yeah. map yeah. yeah we so haven't
0: fun. we haven't talked about any locations or sets man yeah mm-hmm. i definitely like wrote that down and underlined it that is one of the like the best rooms we've seen yet
1: just such an unnecessary and it's so slow and like they're all they all instead of looking at the map at all or thinking about it they just all kind of wait for the turn to finish yeah even though they all could already see it like also what were they facing in the first place nothing (laughs) like they were facing just like camera (laughs) Yeah. yeah
0: um like you, we all know how. I don't want to say poor, but not exactly well off. The Soviet Union was. Can you imagine they had this ridiculous war room? Oh like it's it's,
1: outrageous. it's just so huge I love and it. just like and not oh, it's cavernous at
0: all. Yeah, but that's that's one of the brilliance of this series is their friggin sets. Like outside of that like don't comprehend it within the story i like to think about it on a practical sense like showing up on set that day like mm-hmm. looking around this set oh they we built. rented
1: this hangar and 80 <laughs> percent of it is this one like one scene of the movie one yeah. set like <laughs> yeah yeah and we installed this like huge spinning thing like
0: i love the juxtaposition if you compare that to the thunderball Uh, scene at mi6 when they have all the double o's and that giant oak room with the really tall windows like that's the british version there's like Mm -hmm. a little black and white map on the left and it's just elegant victorian windows and the big curtains big chairs for all the double o's and then the russian is just this cold white plastic glass room
1: (laughs) and it kind of looked like the specter one right where we yeah, saw tot- um,
0: number one and all of them. Yeah. It's definitely a nod to that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I mean, I've always liked this, but since we're talking about it, the, uh, how the Russians aren't usually bad, like it would be so tempting for this cold war era series. Mostly like, you know, the bond, most of the bond series takes place during the cold war. That's when Ian Fleming was writing and he, he wasn't a big fan of the Soviets. Uh, the Russians are seldom the bad guys. Not the Russian state. It's usually a one-off general like Orlov in this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, like,
2: he's greedy and and violent. But th- the but ju- Gogol's a good guy. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else is like, it's going to be peaceful. For, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For socialism, we got to respect NATO.
0: Yeah, and in the Connery ones, it's Spectre who like infiltrates the Russian government. And finds one person to try to bring war about, you know, like it's not it's seldom the Russian state like these movies aren't Western propaganda against Russia. It usually depicts them as also wanting peace, but that there are independent parties throughout the world that want to create war for their own Mm. benefit.
1: That is really interesting, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because a lot of them would fall into that trap. There's a lot of action movies that just – you're cliche evil Russian, you're cliche evil German, whatever. That's not the case in these movies, except mm-hmm. for maybe Orlov in this case.
1: I mean, like maybe the, that's one of the nice things in the Bond movies is like the villains are always the outliers, right? Like normal people are good generally. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and it's, it's hilarious what a bad rep it gets so often because – Most of the time, it's an evil industrialist. It's like anti-capitalist almost. It's usually some big businessman manipulating Mm. governments to go to war for their benefit, whether it's like a media magnet like in Tomorrow Never Dies or, you know, a gold guy, (laughs) gold figure. Like, yeah, it's an evil capitalist usually.
1: And at the same time, Bond is kind of flippant about wealth and just, you know, breaks all of Q's shit and... Just, you know, oh yeah. Does, doesn't care about the like he like enjoys the hotels but it's like very like this does this might as well be whatever
0: yeah they talk about that in casino royale mm. like he'll, he'll enjoy it but he does it with spite because he yeah. he didn't grow up with wealth and he was an orphan so he he likes to wear a tux but he wears it with spite he's like i i wasn't born in this thing but i'll wear it to infiltrate you all and uh take advantage of it but yeah he doesn't necessarily identify with it i love that
2: yeah that's really well observed that it's um a lot of the society like the high society stuff that he infiltrates it's he puts on a costume there's a performance and it's just like etiquette rules that he needs to know to follow he's Mm -hmm. he
0: doesn't necessarily give it his like seal of approval he the tux is as much an outfit as that ape outfit is it's just say, another costume <laughs>
1: that's probably a big part of why yeah. he's always wearing a tux in a, in a suit and everything it is it's like tot- to
0: play the part plus you know the women women like a tux <laughs> we we should talk about the ladies of this film i know we're, we're going long a little bit but whatever it's octopussy yeah uh
1: extravaganza halfway through extra long episode
0: yeah. It's, just
2: a, it's just a sweet distraction for an hour or two. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I really liked, especially this time through, oh, okay. Miss Magda. She's like one of the more complicated. She's, fantastic. She's gorgeous, back and forth, capable. She can fight. Really she plays both She's sides. She's
2: circus ringleader.
0: Yeah. And That's right. great at sleight of hand. Like the most badass escape off a of balcony ever. Oh my gosh, yeah. So cool. Yeah, I really liked her a lot. I... I don't... I think I thought of her as two characters and other times that I've watched this, I didn't... Like I kept waiting for her to die this time and she just doesn't. She's in it the whole time. Normally the yeah. character... Normally the woman who Bond sleeps with before the main Bond girl dies and she doesn't die in this one.
1: No, she's too cool for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, her forehead kind of just keeps going, but other than that... <laughs> Sorry, that's mean. I
1: didn't Why would I, Why that.
0: Why would I do that? Well... All right. How about Penelope Smallbone?
1: Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought.
2: I thought. I wondered. Like, did I mishear that? Uh, Wait, who is when, that? When Bond first shows up at work, and he he expects to see Money
0: Penny at the oh. table. That's oh. Grandma Money Penny's replacement.
1: Yeah, Money Penny looks kind of old in that. <laughs> yeah, thing. it
0: had an odd feeling of that. Isn't it yeah. sad, Adam, seeing like because how hot. Lois Maxwell and Connery were together in Doctor No just a few weeks ago, okay. and now we're watching this. Oh man, these oh. two old people. At least what's what's hilarious is there's not like Bond doesn't have a new 20-something year old replacement behind him. Like he's not training a new agent as Money Penny is training a new secretary. He still gets to come in and hit on Miss Smallbone. Miss <laughs>
1: Smallbone.
0: Poor money. <laughs>
1: have Penelope Smallbone.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. So also That's
1: Penny, Penny Smallbone.
0: Oh, there you go. I never connected that. Yeah, Money Penny didn't get much in this one. No, I mean
1: I, I think I wrote something about like she was good.
0: She's always good. Uh, I thought I th- she's just. Old. I thought they had
1: good chemistry, like her and Raji in this one.
0: Finally, yeah. yeah. They yeah they had a few rough ones, but you're right. Their their chemistry isn't bad. It's just like gross. It's like. The golden years of James Bond when they're he looks older. Next I could see to like
1: some, you know, epilogue-esque Bond thing where it's Roger Moore and Moneypenny on a beach together. Yeah.
0: And they finally actually get together. Yeah. Yeah. In retirement. Yeah. This is away from the girls, but. And I know you already mentioned M because of Robert Brown, but he wasn't nearly as much of a dick to Bond no. as Bernard Lee usually is. It's like they
1: were just letting him Which dip his toes in and see what he was doing with it.
0: Yeah. M really trusted him in this one.
1: Well, and Bond
2: was always like a step yeah. ahead too. To be like, oh yeah, no, I already, I already have a plane ticket, and yeah. like, oh, I already, I already took the replica yeah. egg, and and there was no reprimanding for that. It was like,
1: yeah, okay, and good for and you. And then so Q took on all the sassiness this time and was just like pissed at him from the instant. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he had a very good uh, Q gadget room this time around. It was
1: that like rope that went up and fell over. I guess that was foreshadowing the Tarzan thing a little. Maybe.
0: Uh, In right. the
1: circuit, the, the, they use a pole to get up at, at the final chase. That's right. Yeah, Octopussy to get into.
0: Can't believe things. I'm going to bring it up, Adam. This is your domain, but the insensitivities towards Indian culture during the, the chase, all of the friggin' cliches. Oh, my God. Like the the bed of nails oh, and the sword down right. the throat. And the hot and holes all, and hot coals like every one of them like it they yeah. it was india stereotype bingo and they hit everyone
1: not, not to mention like the main one of the main henchmen guys uh will use like a scimitar uh for yeah, everything.
0: Yeah. i mean that's that's not as bad that's they did use those, but no, I don't know. Did you notice the stunt when they flipped the guy on the bed of nails? How they all just bent over because it, it was styrofoam. I noticed. Yeah,
1: but I was like, guy- that's
0: not. Oh my gosh!
2: <laughs> like, yeah, I f- he, he's not actually stabbed in the back right. a whole bunch,
0: which would work if it was the if like the guy who was originally laying on there was just scamming tourists. But then the guy who he flipped, like the the foot soldier that he flipped onto, it died. He mm. supposedly got. Or, you know, whatever got impaled. And, and that, so it's just a bad. And that shot,
1: was prop. there like that weird subtitle of like, that's my bed, like in the that's center of bed. the screen? Yeah. That was yes. weird. Yes. That was weird. It's a good time to mention, actually, last, I think starting last time, and I did it this time too, I watched with captions on. And oh, man, cool. it's easier to follow along because they don't like, yeah, no there's so many words that are like names of places or villains or people or things that it's so much easier to just see the words.
0: If you're one of the people who like, likes to watch faces for like lip reading, you can't do that in this. Cause the mm-hmm. ADR is so goddamn mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Like, You'll miss so much. The the scene that we keep talking about in the Russian war room, I had never noticed before because I'm so distracted by the giant map of Europe. I look down at Gorgel doing his speech and his mouth isn't moving at all. <laughs> like he like opens it a couple times and he's full on giving a speech. It's all ADR and not even like remotely well done. It's like they shot him just sort of pointing at a screen and like, is this good? Hey, John, John, I'm pointing at the screen. This is good. <laughs> And then they did it all in post. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, the guy, the, 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 the sound recordist, uh, when, when they rented out that big ha- hangar for that space, it's just like, oh, there's, so there's nowhere to, <laughs> yeah. to yeah. have a boom. Like, yeah, like yeah the, we're not doing that. The rafters are like way up there. Like We can't hang. <laughs> yeah. there's no... We can't use any of this audio. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So much reverb. We didn't talk about Octopussy herself yet.
0: Uh, Yes, I was just about to say, sorry, I I bounced off the ladies for a second without talking about Octopussy.
1: The
2: jewel smuggling entrepreneur shipping hotel carnival circus tycoon.
0: Yeah, She she doesn't run a criminal enterprise. It's a business. Mm -hmm. She's very clear about that.
2: Not breaking any British
1: laws. (sighs) She's the leader of an octopus cult, though.
0: She's... I don't know I find her very charismatic and stunning her characters I I don't really get it and and she doesn't come in till late so you don't have like I care a lot more about Magda like now that I'm an hour or two or whatever away from watching this I miss Magda more than her but when I was watching it I'm like damn it's a hot older lady
1: I I liked how she was introduced similar to like number one the specter guy where you don't see her face yeah totally and I, I was like, man, are we going to get like a main female villain? And for like 15 minutes, that's true. You're like, OK,
0: it is a little disappointing that that doesn't happen. I mean, it's cool that she's not bad also because
1: she's still like the strongest woman we've seen in a while. Yeah, because we talk a lot about how uh, when there's a strong woman in it, it's like, yeah, she was bonds equal. But in this case, like she's higher on the totem pole in, in Total. that's that's
0: the one reason why i like that she was good because it's nice seeing bond with and she's kind of close to his age too and he's freaking old in this one yeah uh which is it's nice seeing him end up with someone near his age and who's super strong capable a woman in her own right and
1: all it's of that. it's super you know? believable that if she didn't want to like sleep with bond in this she just wouldn't like right all the other times yeah when he like, when he just
0: uh, when he just kissed her well, she's like no Okay. She did say no pretty forcefully. Yeah, actually, and I do remember that like, now. Mm.
1: She was kind of very reluctant at first,
0: but but, but but then he did say, "Oh yeah," like he stopped, and then she's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> I,
2: I fe- like the that seemed like it was set up that she was she had heard about him, was intrigued by him, but then he was too devoted to Queen and Country, and she was
0: like, "Get out of here." Which is awesome.
2: And and then him coming in to be like, um, I don't care about it enough
1: to not bang. Yeah. And so that happens. Maybe it'd be more believable if Rod, Raji was a better kisser. Because it's just so awkward. Like, It's not like he's seducing her with his fucking slabber lips. Like,
0: Yeah, that that is really lacking from his movies. I don't get the seduction at all. Especially like Magda or whatever. man, wait till the next one. There's that's someone... another that's another way
2: to rank the movies is best kisses, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: most believable seduction. Uh, yeah, well, Craig would win for sure. Craig and Pierce Brosnan are mm. much prettier, and like well. Brazy is the prettiest for sure, but Craig is like the most respectful of women and like does it in like a slow, seductive way that you're like, yeah, okay. And plus it's the modern one, so it just makes more sense to us.
1: like sucking the blood off someone's fingers in the shower, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're romantic butt badass.
1: Butt badass?
0: (laughs) I heard that too after I said it.
1: (laughs) I think the only thing I have written down that I didn't say yet was in that car train chase sequence the train hits the car which then flies into a boat <laughs> i thought that was pretty good
0: how awesome is that if only there was like a motorcycle somewhere yeah, involved or a plane as well <laughs> yeah a plane exactly i took i also so that scene and a few others Just like in the last movie we watched in uh, Moonraker, stuntmen must have died. They are just flying everywhere in this movie. It's crazy. Mm. Uh, In that scene, when... Like, the guy in the boat, where the car landed on the boat, there was a guy who jumped off just in time. And we don't see him come up. (laughs) It's a pretty quick shot, Mm. but it's pretty crazy. I don't remember... Yeah,
2: like, everything, everything... All of the stunts are practical.
0: Like, they are... They yeah they are sending cars flying and totally I I think we talked about this was it just last week Adam how some of the scenes are ruined by the close ups that they do on yeah. stage with the with the rear projection that happened again in this one with that insane plane stunt at the end where they actually have two dudes hanging off a plane that are clearly not. The henchman and Roger Moore. It, that is not Gabinda and Roger Moore. Like, they'll do the close-up, and, like, the henchman has, like, a knife in his teeth, basically. And then they'll do just, like, 10 feet away, like a helicopter shot next to the plane or whatever. And it's, like, I don't even think the guy's the same race. Like, he looks, Oh, that's
2: your, that's your Blu-ray.
0: It could be. That's they true. look so different and there's one shot where the guy hanging from the plane who's supposed to be roger moore looks up he's like 15 years younger looks nothing like him it is so funny i actually
1: noticed the stunt double in a couple it was i think it was like fight actiony scenes that i was like that's that's not roger right but (laughs) yeah i'm not too sure yeah
0: i yeah it's not often noticeable except like we noticed it in moonraker with the Mm skydiving and i noticed it with them hanging from the plane like Tom Cruise still gets so much credit these like for doing it in 2018 or whatever when he hung from that plane taken off. This was yeah. 83, and you know there's no strings there. I mean, I assume I don't know. I was trying to figure out how they did it. I haven't watched the making of this movie. He must have a shoot on him, or like it seems like it'd be too dangerous to tie him to the plane. But there's a guy legit hanging from that friggin' plane. It's it's crazy. I love stunts, huh? It did look, their backs did look big. Yeah. Okay. They're probably uh, and when, yeah, still pretty badass. Very. Well, yeah. what'd you think of the, uh, obviously again, not Raji, uh, the railing slide, the banister slide when uh, he's like, and he shoot, <laughs> when he, he takes, he, <laughs> he shoots the thing to not, the you know, off. tear his yeah, dick yeah, off. <laughs> that was, that was really fun. Like,
1: that's the thing with this movie. There's so many little moments that are really funny like that you could just not put those in like even just with that airplane scene i was gonna say too he wins the fight by flicking him with the antenna
0: (laughs) this guy who's like murdered so many people throughout this movie yeah, hoisted by a friggin' antenna it like makes him bleed too did you notice that (laughs) no i missed it instantly yeah yeah Yeah, just blood and then he let go yeah Oh, that's great see.
1: but yeah that little banister thing too there's just all those little moments that are
0: great. like yeah there's all these villains everywhere and he you know shoots them and then oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i have to take care of this well, it was also shaped as an egg wasn't it
1: uh, like the know.
0: the end the end of the banister that he had to shoot so he didn't get sacked by the end of the what's it called newel post or whatever
2: yeah like uh it was like a pine cone curve okay
0: (laughs) yeah i feel like we didn't talk about so many of the comedy moments but whatever we touched on a lot we touched
1: on a lot there's just like so many there's a lot in this movie man
2: that i think that that helped i think that helps with it is uh is like it's not it's not three lame jokes in the middle of just exposition or like a weird repartee it's like every every few minutes you've got a pretty f- funny thing or like in a chase sequence there'll yeah. be a few moments where he he raises his eyebrows and it makes it a little bit funnier and it and uh they keep a good momentum or like they they keep that going throughout and there's a lot of totally.
1: variety too where something like live and let die it's like yeah, just a boat chase forever. Where this, like, his, like the, the chase in the jungle here, it's like, oh, there's, like, leeches, there's a like crocodile, there's a tiger is going to sit, there's Tarzan, like, I love it.
0: And that was only five or six minutes. Yeah. And then there's another scene, and then there's the train and a car. Yeah, yeah. He, he does move around a bunch. It kind of
1: makes me want to, like, I would re-watch this. Because, like, like you said, like, we didn't even talk about some of the funny stuff. Like, I could get more out of this. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm forgetting it. Like... I could talk for almost as long as we've talked just about the scene where he, uh, the casino scene, which we've barely even talked about. I love that scene where he catches him cheating and there's like, you know, that's straight out of one of the books. There's so much stuff to talk about there.
2: I, I know that we've got a section that it, I like, we didn't say much about outfits apart from him having like a whole thing of luggage. I love immediately. You see him, Right at the beginning of the movie, he pulls up with the trailer with the fake horse, and oh, yeah. he he has a fake turtleneck that he takes off, and he flips his hat inside out to change his to change into a different uniform, and it's just those those are silly those are yeah. silly accessories. Yeah,
0: I wanted to say that when you were talking about the symmetry, how we started at an air base or like at an army base with a plane and a horse. Uh, It also laid the groundwork That first scene for the disguises How it starts with Because he goes through so many disguises With the red shirt and the vest And the gorilla and the clown So many costumes And the first one is a disguise You know, he flips the collar over Gets the mustache and the hat that's a lot yeah, of did, You didn't have
2: you didn't have time. You didn't have time to realize he was wearing an outfit, and he was like, "Yeah, screw this. I gotta, yeah. check, I gotta get out of my disguise." Yeah,
1: that's what I, I wrote for their pre-title was it's so smooth, right? And like right off the bat, he's like, he's got a plan. He's doing it right away. Like, mm-hmm.
0: I have uh, I've before following along with another podcast ranked the movies and ranked the pre-title sequences separate, and like Octopussy was like. 20th on my list of movies and the pre-title sequence is top five. Yeah. I love this pre-title sequence. It's, it's a really, really good. good one. Like you said, it's so smooth and it's like the the movie for me starts to go downhill like after the auction scene or so. It starts to get really silly, depending on my mood anyway. Tonight I really enjoyed it. But oftentimes that's where it loses me. But it's really good early. Mm. I love the pre-title. I love the song. I love the title sequence. I love the uh, scene with M giving him his mission, S- know-it-all Bond and all that. Like it starts out really good.
2: After after the backgammon game, when there's a chase and the tennis, um, <laughs> the tennis <laughs> yeah. racket comes out. There are sound effects of like hitting a tennis ball when VJ's hitting the people chasing them on the head, and a couple of shots where like everyone along the side of the road looks one way. Oh my gosh. And then you hear yeah. the hit sound and then they look the other way as if they're watching a game of tennis. And <laughs> and it doesn't ruin anything because they just keep going on. They just keep with the momentum. Yeah. That, yeah, it's, it's 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 uh, it's rough and in another movie, if like that was the only gag they had that would suck, but they just kept going with it. So even if it lags in a lot of things and you're like, I don't get this chase or who's doing what it's so much fun.
0: That precisely is what the octopusy defenders say. They're like, it's okay that he told a tiger to sit because that's the movie the whole time through, yeah. like in the middle of a crag movie that, although again, like I said at the start, uh, I think that Spectre is that the whole time through, which we're several movies away from getting there. But people are far too critical of that one while defending this one. And to me, it's the same thing. It's a pretty consistently bonkers (laughs) movie. But anyway, we're not talking about that one tonight.
1: (laughs) I like this bonkers heckin' movie a lot.
0: I'm glad you did, buddy. I I really enjoyed Bond curse. Bond curse. Bond curse. Nice. I like what you did there well that's one of our longest ones we're at two hours guys yeah it's it's a big one i mean there's there's a lot to say about octopussy yeah there's
1: like eight pussies worth
0: i only counted four that he actually maybe not even four so half what he actually betted (laughs)
2: so that's a horrible like ranking this movie and that octopus
0: he was not a wimp at all (laughs) there's only one octopus in it right actual Mm -hmm. live octopus Mm -hmm. and it was a pretty badass oh yeah it does it does get a good you do get an octopus that's right yeah he destroyed that henchperson
1: i hope the octopus survived because like the whole cult was around this octopus right Mm. and it gets just thrown away
0: I didn't tell you, although, never mind. We haven't seen his first two movies. So the director of this one is John Glenn. This is his second. He does five in a row. He does the last three, Roger Moore, and both Timothy Dalton's. He was the editor on The Spy Who Loved Me and You Only Live Twice, I believe. Maybe another one. So you haven't seen any of his stuff, really. I guess you saw The the Living Daylights. It bodes well, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did five in a row. He might be the only one who's done five it's it's a certain style with like like you were saying the the tennis match thing and a few other silly (laughs) although like this compared to license to kill he does like the lightest one and the craziest one. i was gonna say compared to
1: living daylights that i've seen like there was i would not draw any parallels between those two
0: really but they look similar like he he does have a style you
1: did say living daylights had a deleted scene of a magic carpet ride yep
0: it sure did (laughs) <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. i mean they were in afghanistan how could you help yourself no he uh in the deleted scene was there was like a a power line that went between the buildings and he grabbed a carpet and laid it on the power line and presumably the electricity made it go stiff and he hopped on it and it went down and happily they deleted it yeah. that would have fit in this movie it would have made as much sense as the goddamn tarzan swing yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he'd have to be like, "I'm shocked that, that worked." Shocking. shocking, positively shocking. Yeah. <laughs> old, old Connery clip. Yeah.
1: Well, we should wrap it up there, probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah, probably. You're not kidding.
1: All right. Thanks so much for having me. This uh, was
2: a lot of fun.
0: Thanks for yeah. uh, joining us. Come back another time. Yeah, happy to have you.
2: I'll I'll have to take you up on that.
0: Right on. Well. Uh... You know, as we said in the intro, join in on the conversation, 007 Bon Voyage at on Twitter or Instagram, or email us at 007BonVoyage at gmail.com. Send us some comments, questions, correct us, comment, love us, you know, all Hate of those us. things. <laughs> Hate us, Do whatever. whatever you want. All right, guys. This was fun. Yeah. That was Octopussy. We're through it. Oh, and buddy, hey, Adam, we're halfway through. Halfway through. <laughs> That's number 12 Halfway through The released Eon movies Not counting The In the Can No Time to Die That's coming out this fall And not counting Never Say Never Again Which came out The same time as Octopussy Fuck that was another thing I wanted to talk about tonight We'll talk about that another time (laughs) Alright Alright guys Bon voyage everybody Bon voyage